If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. TV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Uh, 
And but if he said that I am speaking on the sign of the Son of Man today, and I'm talking about watching for signs. So um, I'm sure we'll have there'll be plenty of people who will post what they think the sign is, and maybe some of them will hear from God. I hope. But uh, I do believe that we should be seeking the Lord for Paris at this time, of course. But it is a great loss. It's built in the 12th century. Yes. And, uh, so it is a great loss. Y'all see that beautiful picture, all the smoke, but the cross was gleaming. Yes. Uh, Sandra mentioned, and I thought that was a real word, that the uh, mixture that has come into the Catholic Church through the Pope agreeing with Muslim, bringing the Muslim religion in. And Sandra mentioned that this morning, and that kind of what you were talking about. What's it called? It's got a name, a bunch of letters, but they're all just any old kind of religion will do you. Coexist. Coexist. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. And that perhaps that has. Um, I'm just saying that may be what's been going on because the Pope is validating coexisting of these religions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but after the smoke cleared, there was the cross. Yes. So, mm-hmm. all yeah. it is. One Lord, one faith, one message. Yep. Okay, so the message today, the sign of the Son of Man. Uh, as I mentioned, we are to be a people who understand the signs of the times. On Sunday evening, I am teaching the people, and we are, we've been on it now almost a year and a half, that God has released uh, thousands and ten thousands of angels on the earth right now for the campaign that he is bringing forth this time. But if we are not spiritually aware of the angelic activity that's around us, then we're not going to be cooperating with the angel that is sent to us for us to do the kingdom work. So we have to be continue to be aware of what's going on in the realm of spirit that's around us as well as what's going on around in the natural. And understanding the signs of the times is your portion. The Holy Spirit is speaking and giving four glimpses to those who have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. At the same time, and we can go either way with it, there's plenty of wannabes out there. Satan uses these very signs as means of introducing all manner of deception and false teaching. Yes. Now, I can't take it lightly that I'm preaching on the sign of the Son of Man and Notre Dame Cathedral is set on fire as a sign. I'm sorry, I can't, I don't take this lightly. Yes. He has influenced some to claim that our Christ came again in the flesh and countless souls have been led off into deception and darkness. Don't say, lo, here he is, and lo, here he is, but do not follow him. We're watching now, as a once great revivalist is, has been led into deception and affirming that homosexuality is not a sin. This is one of the signs listed in Matthew 24, many will be deceived. 
as Giles Ferret of Deception, Mary Bostrom, evidently read the message because she responded to me this morning. But she had posted about Christian witches are having a conference and gathering together. Well, that's deception. All witchcraft is, I mean, Christian witchcraft is praying over your will to control you. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ gave you free a free will. That's right. He will not override your will. Amen. And any prayer that would override my will or your will is witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Pray it. So, my not to say that the demons won't take it and do it for you. It's of great importance that we know how to discern God's signs in heaven and upon the earth. If only, it's only as we discern and understand them that we shall be able to follow them on to their fulfillment, which is why I am putting so much emphasis and staying so long on the ministry of angels in the earth and keep affirming and reaffirming, because if we are not made aware of it, we will just drift off into our other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm hammering it home. Matthew 24, 30. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Well, I got it again. There is a sign to the earth with this cathedral being set on fire and the whole earth is watching it. Yes. In Luke 11, Jesus delivered a man who was mute with a dumb spirit that made him unable to speak. The crowd challenged Jesus as to whether he was acting in the power of God or Beelzebub, the chief of the devil. Jesus rebuked them for demanding a mighty display of power to prove who he is. Luke 11, 28-30 Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. They seek a sign. And there shall no sign be given it but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall the Son of Man be to this generation. But Jesus was saying, I'm it. I'm your sign. Mm -hmm. We must be very wise that we are not a generation seeking after a sign. Yet, the Word of God tells us that the disciples came to Jesus privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Deception, which is so heavy upon the earth right now. Okay, he then gives the disciples 24 signs of the second coming. Number one is deceptions. I, and this morning it's not in my notes, but sometimes in the mornings, y'all know I get stuff. So I run to the computer and see how many times deceptions is mentioned in Matthew 24. I counted five. Five times we're warned of deceptions in Matthew 24. 
false Christ, wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilence, uh, measles right now is a type of, it's a plague, but it's also uh, a plague and pestilences. Earthquakes, nation rises against nation, offenses. I teach this church, you're not allowed to get offense, offended. Just get over it. Because we cannot be going around getting offended in these last days. And somebody's going to do some, whatever area of your weakness is, somebody's going to offend you. Satan will see to it. So you might as well uh, just straighten up and get over whatever it is that makes you get offended. Betrayals. You're going to have to get over being betrayed, church. And not let it knock you down. Hatred. Mm -hmm. Hatred is awful across the whole world and certainly across this nation. The hatred spewing out of our media is a sign of times. False prophets. Uh, someone sent me a uh, prophecy. I'm not calling this woman, this woman a false prophet. I'm not saying that at all, but she had given a prophecy that Paris was going to burn, which is true. So I thought, well, I'll go. But you couldn't read it all. You had to click and go somewhere else. Well, when I clicked and went somewhere else, I had to pay to get the rest of the prophecy. Oh, no. Okay, so see, that's mm -hmm. not God. Mm -hmm. If you had to pay to get a prophecy, it didn't come from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Or they're, they're, using their, they're using their prophecies without integrity. Mm -hmm. Well, Paris isn't on fire. Notre Dame was. Right. Lawlessness abounding. Okay? Love decreasing. Gospel preached to the whole world. We're doing it through the internet. Abomination of desolation. Great tribulation. Woe to those who with child and give suck. Law of abortion and infanticide. Sun be darkened. Moon not give her light. Stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Uh, Israel just sent a rocket to the moon and it crashed. Powers of heaven just shook that rocket. And there are other signs that we can watch. And great signs and wonders. And then the flight from Judea. And then back to verse the 24th one. 24th sign. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. In our generation, we have witnessed all of the above. And the way the word reads that the generation that sees all these signs will be the generation uh, when uh, the Son of Man shall come. I'm making no predictions here. I have no great revelation to add to this word today. Nor will I join the many theories, I say theories, deceptions, and false teachings of vain interpretations of those who wish to make a name for themselves. It's not going there. Quite the contrary. My offering today of this teaching to the Lord and to this church is only information which has been revealed to me by vision and that which I have gleaned from others who also, like me, they see in part and they know in part. 
Yet it's of great importance that we know how to discern God's signs in heaven and upon earth, and that we interpret them according to the clear teaching of the word, not adding to or taking away out of my own understanding or out of anything that I have learned through the intellect. Amen. I offer no answers today. Only information and a mystery of God, which appears to me to be unfolding only to those who are wise. As I mentioned last week, my spirit jumped within me when I read the book, Ladies of Gold, and in it, of course, is, a, is, a, is compiled by Dr. James Maloney, uh, visions of Francis Metcalf, and other messages that were part, people who were part of what was known as the Ministry of the Golden Candlestick in the 30s and 40s. I couldn't find when Francis Metcalf died when um, I looked it up on the internet. Um, she, there is a lady named Frances Metcalf who uh, died in 2014, that's not her, it's another lady, so I haven't been able to get that information. But she wrote this poem, the sign of the Son of Man is in the heavens. The sign of the Son of Man is in the earth, proclaiming the promised day of his appearing when many sons shall be brought to glorious birth. Um, you have heard me say, and I believe that before Jesus comes again, he is going to come in the saints, and there will be a saints movement where there are going to be saints who are going to be walking in the full fullness of Christ, and he's going to come in these saints multiple, and we're going to see this victorious overcoming church. I believe this before Jesus comes. So she wrote then, somewhere back there in the 30s and 40s, when many sons shall be brought to glorious birth. You've heard me preach often in 1989, and you've heard this vision many times, that I had a vision of the man child being born. But I added it again today because it's important that I add it because it's what this message is about. Vision I had in 1989. I was in the spirit under the anointing of the prophetic ecstasy. I was raptured by the Spirit into a vision. Uh, it's, a, it's different than an open eye vision. Your Spirit of God raptures you into a vision. I saw a silver trumpet blow from the clouds. And one of the functions of the trumpet is to prepare us for a vision, for a move of God, or for a revelation or message. I did not see the sun clothed woman, but I saw a man child just born, being lifted up by angels into heaven. Then I saw in the clouds a man with a black iron suit holding an iron scepter. Then I saw a woman with wings carried into the earth. A flood of water gushed in on her. She would have been destroyed, except she was placed in a protective clear capsule. It seemed to be a protective seal placed around her. She was sealed in this capsule. Then the woman was borne up on wings. She was then removed to the desert 
seeing change, but they're not in on me, y'all. And I saw many angels releasing miles of blue ribbon from heaven. I heard a voice in the vision telling me to call out the names of people for their souls to be saved. I, those, every name that I called out in 
I'm still reading Fred's this view of this that God gave her. <clears throat> Many of the Lord's people do not know what these signs are, but his spirit-taught, spirit-led people are being shown it as we too see through glass darkly. Now, Carolyn talked, I'm trying, but I'm quoting large sections like this. Okay, remember what I told you earlier, that I am teaching the people, um, almost all the people in our church, 99% are moving in the gifts. There is this prophetic church. You hear the voice of God. You can speak prophetically in different ways and different things. Okay, so you're, spirit, you're a spirit-taught, spirit-led people. Mm -hmm. This is the people that I teach. Mm -hmm. Someone else is out there saving them and bringing them in. But God has called me to teach the spirit-led and spirit-taught people. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he has called me to help us to see and to see what the spirit is doing that we will know and be able to know what the spirit is doing on the earth. And we cannot know if we don't know what's going on in the spirit realm around us. And we just go around and dance through the tulips in life. Yeah. So, now, go back to Francis here. There were two outstanding signs of Jesus' first coming. And the Bible is the perfect blueprint of God's plan. If you want to know what something means in the Bible, go back to the law of first mention. It will mean that all the way through the Bible. The meaning will never change. I used to do that. I'd be studying that Bible. And I didn't know what something meant. I would go back. I had this big fat concordance, you know, before the before the computers. I would take that word and I would read every single scripture and look at that <laughs> all the way through the Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I'm sure it's in there somewhere. <laughs> but to Isaiah was entrusted the two miraculous signs. The first, a virgin mother. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The second, a divine child. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is giving, given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. There were many other signs. The star, the angel visiting Zechariah, the angel visiting Mary and Joseph, and on and on, but I'm not going to go there today because I'm trying to stay focused on the virgin birth and the divine son. Upon these two signs, Rest the structure of our Christian faith. If you don't believe in the virgin birth, and you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, I don't know where you go from there. Where do you go? You believe it by faith. To doubt them is to miss the way into the new birth and the kingdom of God and be born again. And just as these two signs of Jesus' birth were perfectly fulfilled and made manifest, perfectly, just like Isaiah prophesied it, and Jesus didn't have anything to do with making it happen because he was in Mary's womb, so shall the signs of his second event appear in heaven and upon earth 
and in turn shall have their perfect fulfillment to the glory of God the Father. Exactly as Isaiah prophesied it, Jesus was born. Do you think that Jesus was sitting there telling the, the apostle, the disciples, uh, the signs of the end of the age and that they're not going to come forth exactly like he said? But we're going to have to interpret those signs. Um, some with anointed eyes have already beheld um, previews of these portents and have been given foretaste of their glory. I've been given, and others have too, a little preview there. Do I know more than I did? I just know that there's a reality there. It's true that many, many signs of the end of age, of the end of age around us, but we center our attention upon the two that are vital to our faith, namely the sun-clothed woman and the man-child. I'm going to read the whole passage, Revelation 12, 1 through 5. Now a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, on her head, a garland of twelve stars. Now remember, I didn't see the woman. I just saw the child being born. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. I didn't see the labor. I didn't see the pain. I just saw the child deliver. I'm talking about the vision God gave me. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. Stop preaching a minute. Okay. When Moses came forth to bring the move of God on the earth, he had to fight Pharaoh. Pharaoh was his adversary. When Jesus came forth, his adversary was Herod. And of course the Pharisee. Religion and politics. The man child, and that's you, church, in case you hadn't figured it out. God didn't show me that man child being born. You're not being part of it. You're in this church. I've been watching. Our adversary is the great fiery red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. That's your adversary. Okay? His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Jeremiah. I posted this scripture yesterday that the false prophet is the tail. And here the prophecy of the stars in heaven would be the ministries. <clears throat> Maybe literal stars, I don't know, but ministries are also called stars. Mm -hmm. stand here. Spirit of God is so strong on me. And threw them to the earth. Wow, Jesus, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> come on, come on. 
And dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a man child, a male child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And God has given you the nation's church. We just haven't apprehended it yet. And her child was caught up to God in his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had the place prepared by God. And they should feed her there 1,260 days. Okay. We're not confused by anyone who claims to be the woman. Okay. Or the man child. Nor do we look for these figures in individuals. A careful, prayerful search of all the scriptures will convince us the woman and the man-child are symbolic rather than literal figures, and they are composite rather than individual. This is a this is the church, and this is the company of the sons of God that the earth is crying out for the revealing of the sons of God in this hour in this time. The cord of wheat that fell into the ground and died is going to be raised in multiple form. One little virgin bride and mother will appear as a great company, the bride of Christ, the church, in whom shall be formed the many sons of God, the true church. Lord Jesus, is this a prophetic word today? Because we saw a very old church burn. Two companies, yet one, one, yet two. In this, the duality of the nature of Christ is revealed. Son, bride, father, mother, all in all. Then shall we see and fully understand. Okay, so Sunday morning, the Holy Spirit arrested me when I was preaching on the passage in John about the grain of wheat falling into the ground and dying. <coughs> Those of you that were there, I was preaching, the Holy Spirit just stopped me. And I sat there and waited, trying to hear why what he was trying to tell me so I wouldn't be talking at the same time he was talking. Scripture that I was reading was tw uh, John 12, 23 through 24. Then Jesus replied, The time has now come for the Son of Man to be glorified. This was before he was crucified and raised from the dead. In all truth, I tell you, a grain of wheat will forever remain a grain of wheat unless it falls into the ground and dies. But if it does, then it will bring forth a harvest of many more grains. Then when I was praying for people, I can't remember exactly what I said when I stopped. But again, when I began to pray for people as we took communion, I was prophesying to some about those things in their life which had died and appeared to die and would now bring forth a harvest. And I began to speak somewhat about the death of a vision, the death of a ministry, 
the death of those things that you gave birth to, but it died. And then those things had to go in the ground and die in order for the harvest to come forth. The seed had to go in the ground and die. Uh, in any ministry, there will always be a death of a vision. But after the vision has died and gone into the ground, then the Lord resurrects it, and the harvest is in the resurrection. So I'm thinking while I'm dressing this morning, and the Lord's talking to me about these things. I think the Lord may want me to preach on the death of the vision. I was thinking of another sermon, but no, he's wanting me to preach it today, I guess. Um, oh, I remember when that was what the Lord was showing me when I was standing up there and he was speaking to me was to tell, to speak about the death of the vision. And that each of you that has experienced this death, those of you who raised your children in the Lord and then you saw them go the wrong way, was the death of a vision. Maybe God said that child was going to be raised up and be a great preacher and had a great anointing on his life and God was going to use them in a mighty way and then you watched that vision die. And you saw the death of the vision. I have had a, many deaths of visions that I have learned along the way. The vision has to die before the fruit can come forth. Yes. Raising my family. I would be at all. I was a perfect mother. I was supposed to have perfect children. Death of that vision. <laughs> uh, you know, the first church. Uh, that the church lives on, but the vision for the first church ended, a new vision came forth. Little white church. And now we're here. I've been through at least four or five deaths of a vision in my lifetime. I understand, and I accept it. I can't tell, I can't tell you that it feels any better every time. <laughs> dime, dime. Every time it, 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 it doesn't feel any better, but I know that seed has to go in the ground for the for the fruit to come forth. So the church, the Lord stopped me this morning to remind people of the death of the vision as we come to the cross this year. Help me with this, Jesus. Okay. Do I understand these matters? And manifest presence of the Lord? No, I do not. But I know it is the Lord. And so, as I know it is the Lord, I preach it and I prophesy by faith in what I see and what I hear. Do I understand all these things? No. We know that Jesus is going to appear to his own. In his own. And finally, with his own. In great glory and power. And we know that when he shall appear, that shall we appear with him in glory. And we shall be called the sons of God. Okay. So there is an appearing of Christ in us. And then we shall be called the sons of God before he comes again. And we're hearing people 
preach that they're the manifestation of the sons of God. The apostles are being raised up. But I say, oh Lord, I don't see, you know, that we haven't yet come to that place where we're seeing it in fullness. I wanna I want to see it in fullness. Mm -hmm. But I can see that it's being developed. It's been 40 years since I saw the man child born, which I believe that the anointing was released on the earth at that time when I saw it. That's what I believe. I believe there was a release of the anointing in 1989. That's my persuasion. Why would God give me a vision like that? For there to be a bringing forth of the man child company, but they had to be raised up. They had to be prepared. They had to go through trials. They had to go through. Uh, they, they had to overcome because this is going to be an overcoming uh, company. They're going to overcome the world. Mm -hmm. They're going to overcome the world systems. Mm -hmm. They're going to overcome everything that Satan has a hold of them with. And, and the only way that they can walk in this power, because see, Jesus said, uh, what, what does Satan have on me? Mm -hmm. Okay? If Satan's got anything on you, he's got you. Mm -hmm. Okay? And, and so none of us are there yet that God can bring forth, but, when he, but there's going to be a glorious appearing of Christ that will be a like We can take the charismatic revival. We were all there, and he swept us out of everywhere supernaturally. Mm -hmm. It was a supernatural move of God across the earth. We all got swept out of where we were and swept into where he was. Yeah. He could do it again. Yes, and he would. Amen. And he will. That's the only way it can be done. You and I can't do it. If we could, we'd already done it. <laughs> I promise you, I would have already done it if I could have done it. I've been trying to cooperate with him since he began to show me those visions. Let's get this thing on, God. <laughs> we can't help it. We can't help it. Okay. Well, I went fast. I'm mean, not going to take that long today, I guess. I thought I had it. Really? Okay. But that was what that's what God gave me. All right. Now, I've got another mystery. I shared it Sunday night. It's a dream I had. I got last week, you know, I was fasting on the Kerrville. But God gave me this dream on April the 11th. So I'm going to share it with you. So get your prophetic gift cranked up here. I was in Washington, D.C. You know, I'm going on the 30th. Sandra and Sonia go with me. Um, I don't know if this is about past or present or just what's going on, but I can't tell you. Okay, so I was in my car, which would be, in this case, my life, because I would never take the car to Washington, D.C., okay? People were having difficulty parking, uh, just all kinds of cars. But I found a parking garage that was out of public view and parked my car. It was a real nice parking garage. Um, I got out of my car and walked through three adjoining buildings. 
I think those buildings were ministries. That's what I think. To a very strong steel door, which could only be opened by an attendant who could only open the door by a directive from someone. I left my black purse, and your purse always means your finances, in the room before exiting the steel door. So my purse is behind the steel door, okay? Immediately when I walked into the open area, it had a roof but was open to the street, I put on my mink coat. Or the mink coat was put on me. I didn't put it on. It was just appeared. And Lord shows me in a dream in a mink coat when he's using me in the apostolic. Just so you know, all these people trying to figure out what office I stand in. He uses me whatever, however he wants to, anytime he wants to, and it, whatever. You know, people want to know if I'm an apostle or if I'm a prophet or if I'm a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist. Well, if God needs an evangelist, I tell you, he can make one out of me because I've done that too. <laughs> and so whatever God needs, you just be available to let him use you for it. Okay, back to my dream. I took a few steps toward the street, and I noticed it was snowing. Now, snow means Holy Spirit promises. I was not concerned about my mink coat could handle the snow. See, that would be my thinking about, you know, how I, I because I figured that it, you know, it could handle it. It was fur. Then it began to sleet mixed in with the snow mixture. Y'all know we've been talking about mixture today. In the dream, I was making a lot of decisions. I reasoned in the dream that I could get a cab and go to my friend's apartment, which right out in this open area. I then reasoned, if I did that, I would never find a car again because of the complicated place where it was parked. It was parked in a very complicated place. I reasoned I should go back the way I came <coughs> to get my car. <coughs> now all that's going on in this dream. I then asked the attendant to open the door so I could get my purse. I figured whatever I get, I needed my purse. He did so politely. I noticed he didn't have any hands. Instead of hands, he had two leaves. Leaves in the Bible represent that which is unfruitful. Leaves? Leaves. After noticing his disability, I decided I should tip him for being helpful to me. I reached him out for her to find a few ones, but decided to give him a $20 bill. I was headed back to my car by the way I came, back through the three buildings, wearing my coat with my purse in my hand. Now, another very interesting turn of events last night. And I, I, I thought, well, maybe I'll preach this after Easter Sunday. I was flipping through this book, Ladies of Gold, which is why I decided to share this, because I thought I would pray about this dream to figure it out. And there was a section on the that she had, a very short section on the fruit of the Spirit, and at the end of it, she wrote this beautiful poem of whether we bring forth the fruit or whether we bring forth the leaves. 
and the leaves are unfruitfulness. I didn't add it to this because for some reason I was tired last night. I should have. Uh, that the that we will bring forth either just leaves without fruit or we will bring forth fruit. Now, this attendant was in Washington, D.C. They didn't have anything to do with me. But I did help the poor man. Um, and I was, I was reading through there last night. I said, Lord, there, it, it is no accident that you had me come into this here again. You remember the message I brought last week? Out of, out of something that she had written in that book? And then God showed it, had already showed it to me. What did I preach on last week? Does anybody remember? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was on the way to Jerusalem. Tuesday preached before me. Last week was, was on, the, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus. On the way. Now I'm talking Tuesday morning. Oh. Uh, anyway. You preached from that the, the same book. I know it. And it was something that God, that she, God had shown her that God the, had shown the, me. The nations, seven nations? What? The nations, the seven nations. Seven nations. Was that last week or the week oh, before? Something to the nations. I remember. Rapture, transport. Okay, rapture. Okay, rapture, transport, translation. Okay, here we got it. Okay, which is what God had shown me and what God had shown her. Remember? Mm -hmm. So then she has the sign of the Son of Man. God had shown me this. God had shown her that. So then I, I, I flipped through this next chapter to hers, and this is the first time I have ever seen a vision with leaves in it. Yeah. And God gave her this revelation that at the end of the time of whether we shall bring forth leaves or whether we shall bring forth fruit. Mm, oh my. So in Washington, D.C., I would say there's a lot of leaves. God's showing me before. Yeah, um, I didn't get I didn't get about the leaves yet, but the first part, you parked your car, that's your ministry, you're like into a special place. Your ministry is parked, it's secure, it's sheltered, it's sheltered, it's safe. You walk through three buildings. So what ministries? Three branches of government. Okay. Okay, that's what I and the Lord showed you that you can't trust any branch, executive, legislative, or judicial. That's that's I just God. Yeah, that's three branches of government. Okay, so you know, you, you, your assignment was beyond going through that. You weren't, weren't to be bothered by that, and then you go to the open place to minister. So mm -hmm. I think it's something to do with when I go to the National Day of Prayer mm -hmm. thing, too. So mm -hmm. I think you're going to find out more about it when you get there. Mm. And going to pass right on through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, and to get back to your car, you said your car was in a secure place. But we're in a secure place. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the only way you can find that secure place is not to go out into the world. I had to go back. See, if I went out there, I would never have been able to find my car because you, not everyone could find that place. Yeah, that's right. And what's important, you see, the mixture of the snow and ice, whatever kind of fell on you, but you, it, it doesn't bother you, but there. You, you know, you, we know that the mess that's in Washington is a mixture of everything you can imagine. Okay, it's everywhere, but that's not that's not your assignment. There's something else that you in the midst of all that. Yeah, I was protected. Yes. I wasn't concerned that's about 
feet not being rejected. So in the midst of all that, like you are going to help somebody in some ministry or whatever, and it's not bearing fruit. Right. But they need to. They have leaves, but no fruit. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. obviously God wants fruit to bear, be, to be born in our nation's capital. What, so. what I get also, Pastor, is that that large steel door <clears throat> can only be moved by directing. And I just see like a spoken word. I mean, even though we may, you know, some doors are seem hard to penetrate and go through, but just a spoken word or a directive or a, um, a decree. I walked up to the door and it opened. And it opened. And so. And someone had decreed that, that door yes. be open before I got there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then also what I get is that um, it's like you you there on a mission, whether it be actually Washington, D.C., but it's a symbolic of. I see God sending you on missions, and I'm just not reminded of where I gave you Sunday about you, you're going to travel, be a season, and go back. So I just see you going into places, going, the word will open the doors for you. You will come back like you did and come back to peace and then go back again. So maybe the upcoming Washington trip or some other place uh, that Washington is representing power, government, uh, you know, a mess. I see you, a spoken word will open the door uh, for you. I see also that um, the Lord is doing a work in, in all of us so that doors will open. And sometimes we don't even, we're not aware of what other people see in us. But God is exposing to the world oh, glory to God I have a testimony but go ahead no, go ahead we're, we're good on time I finished early um, we are focused upon becoming the image of God so that people recognize our authority we don't see it we don't recognize that we carry an anointing upon us. If we did, we'd be so puffed up we couldn't get over ourselves enough to be able to minister to people. But um, something really strange happens to me from time to time. And uh, it, it, that happened to me last week in a Walmart parking lot. And uh, I've just really, really, really been in the spirit, spending a lot of time speaking in tongues and really being in the spirit and um, and so when I got out of Walmart and I walked over to my car and I opened the trunk to put my purchases in there was a truck with some young women young girls and they pulled up and they stopped and they sat there just looking at me <laughs> And I turned around and they said, ma'am, ma'am. And I said, are you talking to me? And they said, yes, do you mind? We don't want to bother you. I said, what? You're not bothering me. What is it? And they said, do you know what you carry? Wow. Do you know the light that is shining all over you? Wow. And immediately I thought, they're new age. Even those that are mixed up in that, okay, they see, yeah. when God wants to shine his glory on you, you don't have a clue. 
You're not aware of anything. But they said, what is it with you? There's just, this is just the most awesome thing. It's the most beautiful thing we've ever seen. And I said, it's Jesus. It's just, that's all I could say. It's Jesus. And then they said, where do you go to church? <laughs> and I said, well, I go to a non-denominational church. And I told them the name of it. And I said, what about you? And one girl looked at me and she said, I'm Pentecostal. And the other girl looked at me and she said, well, I'm non-denominational too. And suddenly I turned, <laughs> this doesn't happen every day, to this little girl that says she's Pentecostal and there's some other girls in the back of the truck. And I began to speak in tongues to her. And she just, ah, freaks out. And I, I, I just looked at her and she said, you do that just like that? And I said, yes, it's a common occurrence with me. Awesome. And, and um, they just they just continued to sit there and sit there. And, and then finally this one little girl that was driving said, we're sorry to have bothered you, but you have to know what's going on with you. <laughs> and I thought, well, isn't that strange? But that's going to happen to all of us. And we can't make God do that. No, no. We can't say, God, I'm going to shine now. <laughs> but that happens to And we me. can't shine without you shining. No, no. He does the whole thing. Oh, the wonderful things like this are going to be happening to right. us. And right. we've got to be ready for it. That was ready. Of course, she's always ready. Well, I wondered mm -hmm. why I didn't give an interpretation of the speaking in tongues, but I wasn't led to. You know, it just it just kind of scared them, mm -hmm. and um, more than give it to her privately so she'll as a witness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. If she's yeah. Pentecostal, you know, I'm thinking, why didn't she have the interpretation? Mm -hmm. Not everybody does, but isn't that how were these girls? They looked like they were in their early twenties. Yeah, cowgirls, you know, driving a pickup truck, mm -hmm. just out of the clear blue sky. And that's happened to me more than once, not exactly the same way, but people will come up to me and say, you right. do you know that you glow? What is that about you? Mm -hmm. Nothing. I have nothing to do with it. Well, when it comes to the supernatural, that's it. Yeah. Huh. We, can't, we, we just, either, either, either it is or it isn't. But we might as well be prepared and prayed up because mm -hmm. God is revealing the sons of God to those who may not even have a clue. Yes. I think they're messed up in, in unity, some kind of supernatural <laughs> stuff. Yeah, all this mixed up with mixture. Yes. But demons know you too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they know you. But mm -hmm. well, I, I believe with all my heart that's exactly what's going on. God is beginning to declare and show the glory of God on the sons of God. Amen. I, I, I believe that, that yeah. and God revealed it to you. And he, I don't know how he's going to reveal us to everybody. We're all different. I, don't, I think we're going to all go around with fire around our heads, but um, I do believe that God is going to supernaturally reveal to the people around you, strangers, kids, uh, 
friends that have laughed at you for years are going to suddenly realize, wait a minute, there's something happening here. Mm -hmm. And I want to know about it. Yeah. And it, it's going to be that way. Remember, dear, when, when we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I mean, it was so supernatural. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's going to be this way again, only greater. And it scares people. Scares them. They don't know what to think about it. Pastor, I just want to say, I'm glad your, your, your message today just confirmed what God's been dealing with me about, Matthew 24. Oh, and it seemed like I've just been parked there for the last few weeks, um, almost a month. I mean, it's been Genesis 3, Genesis 6, and Matthew 24. And, okay. you know, you try to move on, but you can't because God is giving me some subjects and subtitles and sub lessons on that so much but it always come back to those three chapters and when you minister this morning just confirm it i saw it last night and just say yes you know just you know just confirmation that god is showing a sign and i don't want to speculate about notre dame either i, I believe it is a sign for the world, the world. <laughs> the church. all world. eyes will see and so you know everybody can kind of loosely identify with notre dame in some way some fashion, but I believe it does. Is it is a sign? Yes. And I believe God is going to unfold. I believe there's going to be other signs of not just say fires or whatever, but I believe yes. it's going to be other signs um, that we're going to see in the heavens and on the earth and um, and things like that. And so I just believe God is is speaking. And doesn't the Vatican take care of that? Notre mm -hmm. Dame. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, the yes. Vatican takes care of that. Really yes. so. And they've yeah. already, I read and heard, and I'm sure you, everybody, all y'all too, that they already raised 450 million. Wow, to 450? Rebuild. I heard 450. Maybe it's more than that now. But. One guy gave uh, $1.3 million. Okay, so they, as of, I guess, 24 hours later, 450. Million has been raised. Now that's what's been put out there, that, or pledge. Maybe it's a pledge that they will give. And Pastor so, church is rich. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. So I believe this is a sign, and I believe God's going to unfold. To I'm sure some prophet out there knows exactly what the sign is, but uh, I'm just getting bits of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah just Me a too. bit. So. And I get a, like the Lord stop me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I'm sure all this is going to come out speculating and. Oh yeah, I don't want to speculate. <laughs> yes. I can give you. A, I can give you ten reasons. Exactly. But uh, yes, ma'am. I, I don't think we better touch where God what, what God is doing. And yes. I, this is yes God's business. Mm -hmm. We yes. get in trouble if we speculate. Yes, yeah, this is God's business. Mm -hmm. Okay, church, I delivered you a wow. message. Yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't just teach today. I delivered you a message. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I may go into the leaves next Tuesday. Yes. Would y'all like me to go into the Yes. Yes. And see, I would never, I have been quickened by that if I hadn't seen that man with leaves for Hank. And then here in Francis Matt come right to the Hey, but you see how God is using what God has shown me and what he's shown their her and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm like oh my goodness this is 
heaven interacting with the woman in heaven. I feel like heaven's interacting, saying, come on, Carolyn, let's get this thing done. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's not going to leave. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.